everyone. Welcome to this week's Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blonde Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie. And before we get started, I need you to hit that like, share, and subscribe button before we can get into the logarithms for YouTube. Now, we have a very special guest today. We have Carlos Morgan. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. I uh, hope everyone is doing well and being safe, staying safe. How are you? Good to be here. Thank you. I'm, I'm you? good. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to start out with letting you take over and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, again, my name is Carlos Morgan, uh, born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, my parents are from Jamaica. Um, I am the fourth of six children, so I'm the first generation um, Canadian um, to my family. I joined my first band. I was the youngest member of a gospel band of the church that we were um, that we were a part of. I was the lead singer and only singer for this gospel band. And we toured all over Eastern Canada and parts of the Eastern U.S. Mm-hmm. So the song that I was known for singing in the church band was Precious Lord. Uh, Precious okay. Lord, take my hand, leave me on, let me stand. That was one of the songs. And so I was with this band for five years. And then when I turned uh, 16, mm-hmm. I started singing in uh, clubs. And... Um, what made you make I this... Well, 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 for various reasons, um, I became, and I'll be honest, I became somewhat, dis- I became disillusioned with the church. Um, and in retrospect, though I became disillusioned with the church, I still loved singing gospel music. But I also, my father played music in the home when I was growing up, in our home growing up. So... I loved gospel, but I was heavy into R&B. As most artists do, you know, uh, church and gospel music is their foundation. And then they branch off into going into, especially in my opinion, from my experience in all the artists that I love in black music, you know, gospel and hymns is what they grew up singing. And then they got into R&B and soul and funk and whatever other genre of black music, predominantly black music, they they perform. So I followed in that same trend. And then I started getting into some theater. I got into musical theater. And I did a couple of musical theater shows at the same time. Um, one that was very popular, that was based off of uh, Doris Troy, Mama, I Want to Sing. They had a Canadian cast, and I did that for a year. And then in 1991, I moved to New York. And I was lead singing for a funk R&B soul band. Um, most of the members were based out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I was the only Canadian. I was listening to an interview with, um, I don't know if you ever heard of him or not, but his name is, uh, he's a rapper. His name is Mace. And he's also, yeah. So I was listening to one of his interviews and he was saying, y'all don't know what I go through to bring you the music. Just because he's a preacher don't mean that he can't bring you the music. So tell me, 
What did you face from the church when you decided that you wanted to do some secular music? And how did that affect you psychologically? Great question. That's a really great question. I don't think the church cared very much, in my opinion, or as far as I'm concerned or where I was concerned. I had a very troubled home life. I had a very traumatic, very abusive home life. And so I found going up to, going up in my, um, going all, going to church and living through a very traumatic, tumultuous, abusive home life and looking to the church for protection and guidance. And I didn't get it from the church. So me leaving the church that I attended and going into gospel or then turning into secular music or starting to perform secular music, I don't think they were like, they really cared, in my opinion. Um, it's not, they never called me and said, hey, Carlos, you know, we don't see you at church. What's going on? Or coming back, coming back. It was like, okay, he's gone. Right? Well, Psychologically. Call you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but now, now, when I would go back and visit the church, members of the church would be like, you should come and sing for God and come and sing for the Lord. And I'd always get that. You must come up, you must, you know, especially the older, the older mothers and grandmothers. They always say, Carlos, just come back to church, you know, and sing for God and sing for the Lord. They're like, yes, mother, or yes, auntie, or yes, mister, or, so, or yes, sister, so-and-so, yes, brother, so-and-so, you know, come back to the Lord. Um, um, so I don't think it really, it, it didn't, I don't, yeah, I don't think the church really cared. And psychologically, how it was for me psychologically, I don't think, I didn't, I didn't understand the implications or any ramifications and or repercussions psychologically of me leaving the church and going into seeing secular music. It didn't, I didn't have that kind of insight or foresight or, or, or wisdom when I was 16, 17 years old. But could it be though, possibly when, cause I was listening to you when you were saying you need to come back to sing for the Lord and all this different type of things. How do, this is me, I think differently. Even when you're going through those times, I feel like the Lord walks beside you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how could somebody say you need to come back and do this? If God give you a talent and you still talk to God and you still have that relationship with God and God knows your heart, then really what is the difference between um, I would say gospel and R&B other than in gospel, you're singing to the glory of God and in R&B, you're singing about other things that happen in life, such as with country music and tell a story. Now, you do have some bad apples where somebody will put out music that is not inspirational, that will create negative effects. But I feel like that if the whole goal is to do good or to uplift somebody, even if it's not gospel music, it, it's still considered happy music to me. And I see your point. Um, um, but now being at the age that I'm at and all the life experiences that I've had and understanding, um, you know, as you said, you know, singing about love 
in R&B, like R&B and soul. We sing about love or happiness. Yes, sing about a barbecue. Singing, pardon me? They would sing about a barbecue. That's true. That's true. But I, but now, as I said, now that I'm older and I have more wisdom and life experience, I think singing, when you're even singing about R and when you're singing R and B songs and there's positive messages, I don't know. I don't. I personally feel that it does not send the same message and have the same power that and power in the message that singing about the glory and the the glory and the the power of Jehovah of the Almighty God. You know, I think, and especially now that now that we're living in the times that we're living in and seeing what's going on around the world. When I'm seeing, when I put R&B music, even if it's the most positive R&B song, and I listen to a gospel song, the power that, the energy and the power and the emotions that I feel, the, the energy and the feeling that I had singing a classic gospel him, the emotions that I felt were much different than singing the Luther Vandross song. I so, got it. So, so let me ask you this then. Remember, and I don't know if you remember, is this song by Music Soul Child called Love. Remember that song? Love that song. Love it. Okay. Then there was a gospel version of it with almost the same words except the gospel song was singing about the love of the Lord. And mm -hmm. okay. and it was the same music, the same everything. I, I, I thought that you would be familiar with it, but we could talk about it again in another interview. But I want you to compare yeah. those two because they are exactly the same. Um, instead of uh, saying love in one song, he was saying Lord in the other song. And it does oh, get... Yeah, it does give a different feeling, but I want to know your take on it, hearing them side by side, knowing that they're not two different songs. They're two of the same songs, but one is gospel and one is R&B. Such as yeah, I still when Lionel Richie done Jesus is Love and then when Yolanda Adams performed Jesus is Love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect example. That, those are great examples. Or even taken, not to mention his name, but when I heard, I think Yolanda Adams did a version of of um, R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly, or somebody did a gospel version of I Believe I Can Fly compared to R. Kelly's, right? So again, whether it's Lord, Love, Lord, or... Jesus is loved by the Commodores versus Yolanda or to me when there is when you're singing about the power and the glory of God Jehovah you and you okay and those same songs like there's just something about and again when you're singing again it's when you're singing about God and you're singing about Jesus Christ it's like there's something, there's something more higher. For you to say the song, what's his name? Uh, Rance Allen 
something about that name Jesus. Something about that name, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, and, and again, here's the thing. There are, maybe it's just me personally, but I love singers like, okay, so Charlie Wilson is another one of my all-time favorite singers. But when I listen to Charlie Wilson sing gospel, I've heard him sing gospel. Something about his voice for me goes to a whole other dimension and level than him singing just his regular R&B songs, right? Or switch it. I've recently heard Tamla Mann sing a, a, a duet with her husband, David Mann. Mm -hmm. And I was, Emma and I were listening and I said, when did Tamla Mann start singing R&B? Or when did the when did they when did Tamla and David Mann start singing R and B? Because to me, it didn't feel the same as when I hear her sing her gospel records. So it's like now now R and B and gospel, in my opinion, are like first cousins. The only thing that makes them different are the lyrics. Yeah, you could put you could put uh, R and B lyrics over gospel gospel music, gospel production, or and vice versa. You can put gospel lyrics over R&B. They do it all the time. And you just mentioned three songs. We just talked about three songs right there. So they're, they're like first cousins. They're like twins. But when, but gospel music is like, right? But for me, my heart and soul is R&B. But at many times, I feel that draw back to going back to gospel or including more gospel music or inspirational music in my songwriting and the songs that I write. Which brings me to my next, I released a single three years ago, three and a half years ago, which I'll be putting on my new album called Have a Little Faith. Okay. And, and the music video is on YouTube and it's on streaming on Spotify. But it's, I wrote the song with two other songwriters, but we did it more of in a country singer-songwriter style. Okay. It wasn't done because I love all genres of music. So R&B, soul, and gospel, and reggae, and jazz are my base. But I love country. I love singer-songwriter. I love jazz. I love hip-hop. I love hip-hop. Love <laughs> reggae. Love blues. The only... I love classic rock. The only genres of music, I love classical. The only genres of music I'm not into is like grunge. I'm like, I, I, no, turn that off. I'm, I'm not too crazy about I love it. It's, I really don't, this is gonna sound bad. Oh, I really don't like the blues because okay. I feel like, I feel like that is nasty old men singing about nasty stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never, I've not heard a lot of blues music that, that to me, it just, a lot of the blues music to me sounds like they have the same chord progressions and they talk about, you know, heartbreak, woman leaving them, you know, they cheated on their, woman or the woman cheated on them or you know but 
if you now is that what you mean by nasty? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Okay, I see your point. I see your point. So yeah. tell me, and this is not a race question, but you know, we all have our own stereotypes and everything. So I'm gonna ask you this question. Because you've been a gospel singer, people have in their mind, quote unquote, what gospel is. And like it's gospel is kind of like black music. And that when white people or other um races sing gospel, I must mean, I would I don't know what the, to even but they'll I call it more Christian. Yeah, they'll call it Christian or spiritual music or uh inspirational music. Why my question is why do you not think that if you're all if it's all about spirituality, why is it not all considered gospel? What is the difference between gospel and Christian music? Well, well, number one, gospel music is a black created art form, and I'm proud to say it, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I am definitely not afraid to say it. Gospel music is a black art form. So is rap, and we have we have rappers in from all walks of life. Very true. But the basis of hip hop, basis of rap, basis of gospel, all genres of music are based come from us. We are the creators of 99% genres of music. Maybe not classical, but anything that is more West, Western canon styles of music come from our ancestry, come from us. So so, so for me, I'm, I'm like this. Everybody should be, should have the freedom to create and write and perform the genres of music that they love. But for me, because, because of our history as black people and what we have endured and still endured when it comes to the, the effects of post-slavery, we still deal with um, um, racism, white supremacy, um, um, uh, black erasure, all these things that continue to oppress us as a people. So for me, if other cultures or races of people, and I'm going to call it out, I'm calling it out. I don't care if people want to call me racist. And as far as I'm concerned, we as black people cannot be racist because racism has to do with power. Power in, in terms of institution, structure, um, systemic and, and social. That, for me, is what racism is about. We can be racist. We could be. We could help. We could be um, prejudiced or have racial bias or racial hatred. But to be racist, to me, there is a difference. But that's a whole other conversation. So for me, if other people want to perform what I believe, what I know is black-rooted, black-founded genres of music then honor the creators of the music. For example, I am learning more about indigenous culture and indigenous indigeneity. Mm -hmm. I've taken up a very strong um, 
love and wanted to be educated and understand about indigenous culture, indigenous music, because the land that United States and Canada sits on is indigenous land. We are all immigrants in America and Canada. Unless we are indigenous people, we are all immigrants to America and to Canada. Did you hear me? Now, if... You should, yes, to you, yes. you should come to Oklahoma. I'm sorry? You should come to Oklahoma. I would Oklahoma. love to. I would love they, to. They have tribes there. Oh, I would love to. Like, I want to learn about indigenous culture around the world. Mm -hmm. So now, now if I were to sing indigenous music, the first people I'm always going to say is, I give honor and respect and acknowledge the creators and the founders of this music. I'm not going to come around and say, well, yo, I'm so-and-so and I'm performing this song, you know, and, and, and it, it include indigenous styles of music or, or, or in my music and say, I'm this and I'm that. Yet, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm including this, this, this indigenous culture into my music. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to acknowledge the people. I'm going to acknowledge that, 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 that uh, I'm going to give honor to the people. So what I find, so what I find there are a lot of, and I'm going to say a lot of white people or white artists who are doing black music or R&B, or they're doing R&B, soul, whatever. I, I find it, I, I find it upsetting, sometimes infuriating, when what? there seems to be this attitude of, well, yeah, we're coming in to black spaces and black culture, and they will, they will show appreciation and they will work with black artists and sing with and work with black musicians and producers and singers, etc. But there always seems to be some element of some element of not giving real true honor and respect and acknowledge to the founders of the music. For example, one artist that I think of is like Sam Smith. He would have the audacity to be disrespectful to Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson, people say whatever they want about MJ. He's ice cold. Musically. Can't nobody top him. Yeah, exactly. So you can, you know, an artist like Sam Smith, who's very successful, can make disparaging remarks about Michael Jackson. Now I understand music is subjective. We have our likes, we have our dislikes. We have artists that we like, artists that we don't vibe with, right? But that's, and that's fine, I get that. But you don't disrespect someone, a black artist who did so much, not just for black music, but for music, period. But his roots and his roots are based in R&B, soul, funk and pop. Prince is another one. You don't turn around and diss or James Brown and you, we can go, we can, like, there's so many. But So when white artists step into, it's like what Lord Jamar said. 
You heard me, James Brown was a fighter. They would have to diss him from miles away. <laughs> exactly. It's like what Lord Jamar said. You know what? When white hip-hop artists come into hip-hop, they are guests in the house of hip-hop and respect the host. You respect the host and you acknowledge the host when you come into the house of hip-hop. And I agree with that. Lord Jamar, I used to be like, yeah, Lord Jamar, speak truth. When you well, come into hip-hop... I think about things a little bit different sometimes. And I know people yeah. would think, I know that there's white privilege, but I think that all of us are black. I watched a, um, a show on Oprah one time. I think it was um, Abraham Lincoln. I think it was Abraham Lincoln, his children and ancestors and everything was on there. And they had a white side of the family and they had a black side of the family. And they all looked, somebody, they all looked the same. And even the, the, the black ones and the white ones looked just alike. And like my great, great grandmother, she was white. I mean, so it's like, to me, all of us have some of the same blood in us. So even when I look at rap, yeah, there's other cultures that try to to enter rap, but I don't I don't look at it like that because there's been some great Latino rappers. There has been some great True. white. I, like I love Eminem. I mean, some of the mm -hmm. some black artists cannot do what he do. So I think that That's music. True too. Yep. I think music is universal, and I don't think that it's a a black or a white thing. That's why I was asking you about the Christian and the inspirational music and all of that. I think the only difference is the beat. Is what? The beat. The beat? The beat? The actual music itself is the difference. The style of music. Because, you know, with gospel, you have more upbeat, you have more melody and everything. And sometimes you'll go and some churches only use just their hands. It's still an instrument. Right. Some some churches do not allow you to have a drum set, but you can have a guitar where they have more like folk music. So I think the message and the words are the same. The only difference is the actual music. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, the music, yeah. I'm sorry, you think so? Wait, let me let me try to reiterate this. You're saying that you feel the music is the same? Different. That's the difference. That's the difference. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. A lot of the message. So the message. Why I say that is I talked, I had an interview with a um a um a artist. I cannot remember what she started off with, but she was more of a Broadway musical type of person. And I was telling her in the interview, uh -huh. watching the show one time, and it was this girl, she sung gospel music. And they was like, now give right. me your Celine version. Now give me this version. So you have like different versions of the same song. And I just actually feel like the only difference is there. some of the music is more rougher, some of it is smoother, more, more upbeat. You know, some of it is more simplistic, but it's actually just the music it's not the message so I don't know why they were called some of it spiritual some of it Christian some of it gospel I think that the reason why is because of the actual music well yeah that's true because when you listen to gospel to me gospel 
and and I think it's what I'm, I'm, I'm reiterating what you're saying, but in a different way. Gospel and Christian music, same message, but the sounds are different. Right. Yeah. Like I've 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 listened to like I, I, sometimes I've asked the same question, so I'm like, okay, well, gospel and Christian, the message are is basically the love and saving grace of God and Jesus Christ. You know, it's spreading the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what gospel music is, and uh, I'm assuming supposedly what Christian music is. Um, but and so the messages are the same. But what makes the message are the same? Gospel is coming from a black perspective, where Christian, quote unquote, is coming more from the let's say the evangelical perspective. But how do you know that? Again, it's based. I think it's based on it's based on the sound. It's based on what you said. Based on the music. Okay. Right. I personally, and again, I gravitate to more gospel because that's what resonates more with me. And again, it's performed, created and performed by black artists. So it's like it's the same thing with like say uh, rock and R and B. I love. I like rock. I like. I love. I love classic rock, but how many classic rock? Black classic rock artists are there? That, it's only, you, know, you know, like classic rock, like. Say again. I, I said it's only a few, but I love rock, and and I actually, for me, and I could be wrong. They say that Prince is pop. To me, I would put Prince in a rock category, and it wouldn't be classic. I think, I think that he's Prince a whole genre of his own because he's different but a lot of his basis comes from rock you think so mm-hmm. I, Even think with he's, I think he's a he well, sings, sings a lot I, like a metal singer sometimes like a, a heavy metal singer you when think he's, so Mm-hmm. He reminds. When he does that. Yeah, I mean, I've, okay. So, although people do that in gospel, would you consider Prince a gospel singer? No, but I'm sure if he wanted to do gospel, he could or he would. Okay. Because, like, okay, take a song like, take a song like, um, okay, you know that song by Adore. Oh. Till the end of time, I'll be there for you. Okay, you listen to just that part alone. That out, but they won't flag me. <laughs> now, 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 if you were to put like that melody of those chord progression, da, 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 da. thank you, Jesus. Right, it's still got that. Just um, it's got a bit of that gospel chord progressions in there. I don't know. I would say because our brain develops schemas, such as if you see a person play a role. Let's just say Mike Epps, and Mike Epps decides okay. that he wants to play 
what would something be far-fetched for Mike Epps? I don't know. I don't know. I just see this his name just came up. But we have our perception in our mind of what type of characters he would play. And it would seem out of place for him to play like a, a alien that's coming to eat humans or something. I couldn't even, my, my favorite movie is The Matrix. I couldn't even picture him in being in The Matrix because I have a perception of the type of movies that he play in. So when I, especially classic music, I don't think that people can change classic music, not real classic music like that without taking away from it. And the only one, was well, not probably the only one, that I've seen that somebody didn't agree with that I really did like. I like um, um, Kanye's West. What is it? Through the um, Through the Wire. The right, remake. Right. I love that. And, you know, I was watching the interview that she done. She didn't like it. She was like, he messed my song up. But I'm like, no, he yeah, did. He pulled in a whole new generation that didn't know anything about you. That's true, too. But I think what made Chaka Khan not like what Kanye did is the way he sped up her vocal. Like her vocal. Like it sounded like a chipmunk. It did. And I think that's probably why she was like, I know Chaka Khan is a singer singer. Like, well, she's I, a my, singing sister. My favorite singer is Vanessa Bell Armstrong. I think that oh, she's, she's, she's amazing. I love her, love her. I would say out of everybody, I could listen to her all day. Her. She really? Sing. Yes. Wow. And what, what, I love you- her much. I knew that that was her voice on Amen before they even revealed it. <laughs> I was like, that's that the, the TV show? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like. Wow. You mean the TV yeah. show from the 80s? With Sherman yeah. Hemsley? Yes. Oh. That's and I knew that's it. Her. Wow. I knew it. Because my mama had a Vanessa Bell Armstrong album. And my favorite song by her is, um, and it's a remake of a song, but she was like, I don't I want my work to be in vain. That's my favorite song by her. So I knew when I heard that song, I knew that that was that lady. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, she, you don't hear, she, she, she is extremely well respected in the gospel music industry, but she doesn't get, at the same time, she doesn't get the props that I feel that she should be getting. But there are many gospel singers, many singers you're like, like. So tell everybody your latest single, where they can find you, your social media handles, and anything about Carlos Morgan. Yeah, my new single, my latest single is called We're Gonna Make It. Um, You can find it on my Carlos Morgan Spotify page. I released a remix this past week, the LOS hip-hop remix for the single the music video is on youtube as well um i'm releasing a new album in the fall called where i've been where i'm going okay people could find me on instagram carlos morgan music um um facebook carlos.morgan.562 
Um, I did have a Twitter account, but I got hacked into. Um, I have a website, carlosmorganmusic.com, but it's going to be, it's up right now, but it's going to be going through some major changes in the next weeks and months. Um, people, please reach out to me if you want to reach out to me and, and please stream my music. Please let me know what you think. I always respond to my messages. I do my try my best to respond within 24 to 48 hours of responding to people because I like to I like I like interacting with people who reach out to me and I appreciate when people take the time to positive or negative comments and feedback because I'm still learning, I'm still growing as an artist. Um although I've been in this business for almost 30 years. Um I'm, again, and you shared a lot of knowledge with me that I'm definitely going to be calling on you. I'm going to be like, let me get off this. I'm like, I got your website up on my screen right now. Like, I'm like, uh, we did, I got to work with you, girl. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's where people can find me. Spot my music on Spotify, or you could download my music on iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, uh, Google Play. Um, yeah, that's, 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 and I'm trying to make, again, I want to break into the American music market. I've, my career has been predominantly in Canada and I'm ready to, I want to go global now. I should have done it a long time ago, but for various reasons, I decided to stay in Canada. But now I want to break into the U.S. I want to work with people in the U.S. I want to work with musicians, artists, and people that are in the on the business side because I run my own record label as well. And um, there's so much that I, I want to learn in, in terms of the business side. I know a lot, but I've, obviously there's a lot that I don't know. And um, and I'm, you know, I'm an independent artist and I love music. I'm in love with music. And uh, it's something I plan to do until God calls me from this life. And Yeah, so that that's that's me. So thanks to everyone who's listening. I please check out my music, Carlos Morgan. All right. Well, I thank you for coming. I want to know let everybody know that you can find us on all podcasting platforms. You can find us on Spotify video for podcasts, find us on YouTube. Uh, you can check out the website www.blonde-intelligence.com. And do not forget to hit that subscribe button and hit all notifications. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.